Hello, baby. Spencer, you know what I love? You know what I love doing? What do you love? I love going to the movies. Okay. Me too. I love movies too. What's what's new about the movies? Do you know that they've they've Did got four they've got four D now? They do have four D. They figured out the fourth that was actually the sequel to Oppenheimer, where it's like he's <laughs> he's back in school and he's like, I've conquered atomic energy. The next thing I need to do is dimensions. We need to find the fourth dimension, and then he, and, you know, invents a movie theater seat that kicks you in the back. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was going to be like the smell ones, you know, how, like like the bugs. Well, they're they're literally. Well, no, it's like so that I've I've haven't seen a movie in 4D, but I read about it because occasionally I'll be on like AMC or fan or Fandango, yeah. whatever, and I'll yeah. see that. Um, and I looked it up, and so what it does is it like say that you're watching a movie, say you're watching The Meg to The Trench or something. Um, there's a lot of water in that movie. They're going to spray you with water during the movie. It's going to be, well, you remember like, um, honey, I shrunk the audience. Yes. I remember that at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like that, but for every (laughs) single movie, I would love it if more Hollywood movies had like a thing where bugs crawl over your feet, you know? That's right. And then though they have like giant spiders that come down at the top too, at some point. Probably who's the there was some actually there was some director in the fifties I can't remember his name he's very famous but he's uh, he did a bunch of B movies where he did shit like that where he had like skeletons like drop down from the ceiling and stuff like that it was I wish I, I I know that occasionally like theaters will do screenings where they do all his old tricks I really want to see one of those isn't the fourth dimension time though like. Oh, so the, it's the Dial of Destiny that you need. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think we said this literally in the previous episode, but the part where he's where Valer is being interviewed and the guy goes like, "Well, you've conquered space, Doctor Schmidt. What's next for you?" And then like, it just like zooms in on his face. Is like, uh, it's, time. it's time. <laughs> it's time. Um, well, I think tech- fourth dimension. I don't know if it's time because isn't it, it, it like? Have, have you seen uh, what Cube World or something? It's like no, this... what the hell's Cube World? Okay, so I don't know if it's I can't remember if it's called Q War. It's something like that, but it's it's a okay. it's just like a little metaphor for what four dimensional space was or Flatland, I think it's called. So the opposite of Cube World. So there's Flatland. That's a two dimensional space, <laughs> two, and then yeah. and then someone comes from Cube World, and when they come into Cube World, they are. It's like I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a damn scientist. I don't understand any of this shit. They come down into cute into flatland, and it's like yeah. because it's a three dimensional object entering a two dimensional space. Do you the the people in flatland just see two dimensional slices like it's an MRI machine or something like that? And so yes. the the four dimension. I'm just saying four dimensional space is something that our brains can't even comprehend we we don't know what that shit is well it's it's like what this is right it's it's this plane. are you you're just reaching towards the screen that's 3d that's 3d is what you're doing <laughs> okay then i guess my mind can't comprehend it you know no. um, oppenheimer everything... should have been about that actually it's just a, like a completely made-up thing <laughs> yeah yeah would be kind of... oppenheimer colon the story of 4d yeah and it's just like what if he didn't do this um instead he did that yeah, yeah, but you know what's what's four D? Imagine this. What if okay. what if what if clo- what if movies had four D where you could touch the clothes 
Oh, s- in, so are in, you- the, in the film. How about, okay, s- well, you could, ma- how about, like, f- the, the El Capitan, you know, if you go yeah. there and they have the, the costumes, you could, uh, if you break b- through the glass, you could do that. But that's well, you gotta watch, to you right gotta now. watch the movie at the same time, so whenever, oh, okay. the, whenever it's on screen... And you're you like, wow, that looks it. like an interesting weave, and then you can touch the jacket. Yeah, yeah, and you could be like, oh, did the, the costumers actually use wool for this, or it's just, is it just like a polyester thing that looks like... That looks like it's tweed or something. That looks like, and they have to they have to embed all that data into the movie somehow. Yeah, you the mo- I mean, Oppenheimer is like what eleven miles of film on IMAX. It is eleven right? miles so, of film. So, how many terabytes of data or gigabytes? Wait, no, no. Here's what you do: you just splice in like fabric swatches with like the the film, like the film strip. It's just a you know film, 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 and then a little like swatch of wool, it's- and then. You know, it's like one of those, like you know, like when you pause it, you can see, you know, Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit's who, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. but like, but instead, instead of that freeze frame, it's, it's a, it's like, it's like a swatch of tweed, right? That's like, it's a swatch of tweed. That's right. And then you can pause it and also touch it, <laughs> but not, not Jessica Rabbit, right? Not Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> no, you can only, that's a... you can, you can touch her clothes, but the thing is, you don't feel anything underneath. <laughs> it's just the clock. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do want to say uh, before we, I know we've been, we're trying to cut our, our, you know, our cold opens, but I do want to say that last night, I don't know how it came up, but I was telling someone how, like, animators, especially in like the 90s and 2000s are like just horny nerds. They are. They're all, they're all, they're all wearing like Aloha shirts. They all love like, they, they all, all love like, like swing. like it's the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it's, why it's like that. I don't know. I want to, I want like, someone to write a paper on this. Like, well, I mean, it's uh, John Kay, the, the pervert guy who did Ren and Stimpy. He's like the ultimate example of that. He has like the 70s shirts, the like 50s, like cat eye glasses. And he is the yeah. biggest pervert in the world. <laughs> I mean, also like like Ed, Ed and Eddie. I, I feel like we've talked about this already, but like like that whole that whole show is like scored with like swing music, <laughs> and oh, like is it? Okay. yeah, like it, it's like yeah, it's because well, it's Eddie, like everyone. What, what was the like fifties animation studio that all the guys in the nineties were like was like UPA or something, something like that? Yeah, yeah, you know they, they're all just they trying love, to do that. Yeah, they all they're all except you know with the the sexiness of the 90s right there's exactly. no there's no haze code the sexiest decade yeah that's true <laughs> yeah come on kate moss uh i'm sure there's other people Jen Branson, <laughs> there, there's other 90s people. Jennifer, george Jen. young george clooney george young Clooners. brad pitt you know yeah okay we talked about movies the reason why we're talking about movies is because we have a very special guest today <laughs> We do. We want to welcome. Just right through to it. <laughs> yes, I you know this is just for Kiyoshi, who famously we're going to call him out every single time for hating uh-huh. our cold opens. But I want to have a very special welcome to Nick from Bampstyle dot com. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank yeah, you. Welcome. Happy to be here. Honored. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Yes. Also, this is Style and Direction. I don't think we said it in oh, the past right. seven minutes, but uh, it's Style and Direction, a mentor podcast for the stuffiness. My name is Ethan. I'm Spencer. And yes, like we said, and MJ is on, not on mic, but he's here somewhere in his little... <laughs> he's here, little, he's yeah. he's on Earth somewhere. Hi. <laughs> yeah, just imagine with my uh, with my satellites, I can find him. Uh, but yes, he's actually, we have... He's unfortunately in a submarine <laughs> exploring the Titanic right now. We don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, a, this is going to say... be such an old... It's an old joke now, but I'm st- you know, it's still kind of funny. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought he's on the Sevastopol... Which do you know oh, that is? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah of course. Mission, Mission the, Impossible. Uh, the the it, it the submarine with the entity. 
Yeah, but it's weird. It has, like, the original entity, but the entity's also out there, but it wants I to find its original entity, source code. But it wanted to kill its original source code because that's how you control it, right? Now we're talking yeah. again just too much about movies. But <laughs> it's because movies, I mean, Mission Impossible uh, 7, not, I don't know. It's not my, not good to me. I, thought, I liked it. I, d- I didn't think it was as good as Fallout, but I thought, you know, the train sequence was really good. You know, the, you're the talking chase. about, you're talking about set pieces, not the weird ass, you know, AI thing that doesn't kind of, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, I, know, I will it say make, the party, okay. the party sequence where the whole party is the party. I thought that was really that's um, cool. Yeah, funny. That, that was funny. Of, that was good. I like that. I mean, I liked the movie. I thought okay. it was. I, I like. I said I didn't think it was as good to fall out, but I'm excited to see part two. Yeah, dead, dead yeah. reckoning. Um, dead, but dead anyway, reckoning. welcome Nick. This is so anyway. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Weird. Yes. For P- yes. Go uh, ahead. I was gonna say just no weird fact about me, and it's. I was just talking about it with a friend. Like I Ooh. have never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Okay. It's not because I don't want to. Like I really want to, and they're all extremable. I just. It's just haven't this gotten weird around hole, to them. This weird gap. I don't know. That is so funny. The first one is so good. Uh, Fallout is really good. Um, It bounces like that. Philip Seymour Hoffman's really good in three, (laughs) but (laughs) there's there you know, but it's uh, it's a fun series. It's actually I I guess we are going to ask you later on like what have you not seen because sometimes I feel like you've seen you've seen everything. Ethan, do you think do you think is Mission Impossible a Bamf style? Like actually, I feel like in the first one like. The first, the first one, he's wearing a tuxedo at like the first mission or whatever, right? He has the, yeah. the tux. Yeah. Is there any other cool outfits? I'm trying to remember. I mean, I feel like you could you could talk about Fallout because there's like the, mm. um, the 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 club sequence, or whatever, with the reloading arms. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> I feel I, like Rogue Nation. You might have some of that because that takes mm-hmm. place in Europe a little bit. I, I feel like I, I mean, I think that's part of what one of the things is like, I know I probably just want to write or at least like screen cap everything. Like my, my brain is so broken. I can't just like watch movies anymore. No, unless yeah. it's like my wife and I in the living room. But even then, like I'll start taking notes like, okay, I got to screen cap that right about that later. But, <laughs> and just knowing that there's like so many, well, I, I would, there are seven Mission Impossible movies. It's like, I really, yeah, seven, I just yeah. got to set like a weekend aside and I just want to go into it. And cause it, it just feels like such a gap and they seem like so much fun. Most of them anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they're they're all they're all popcorn heavy. You know, I think it's really great. You know, even even bring some friends over. I will yeah. say, two is slog. Okay. Um, it's it's the one that's directed by like John Woo with like doves flying and like really <laughs> slow motion. And the and it's scored by Hans Zimmer, which is so mm, weird. Uh, it's also notable for changing the time signature from five four to four four. Uh-huh. Uh because mm-hmm. it just makes it more it, it's weird and I, it's a little, little weird <laughs> film score thing there's my little film score uh, tidbit um but for those of mm-hmm. you who do not know i mean i'm sure people who are listening to the podcast have been on bamfstyle.com uh do you say bamfstyle do you, do you say actually it's badassmotherfuckerstyle.com <laughs> because you know? that's a lot <laughs> i i do say i say bamfstyle and uh nice. yeah just another thing like i just feel so locked in with like that name of it which i don't love like i was 23. <laughs> you're talking to the people man you're talking i feel like that's like every menswear blogger has something like i know die yeah. work where it's talked about how he fucking he hates that name ethan you had to you had to change your name a street express so you had to change that street, well yeah um, yeah once it, i feel not, like no like it became dot wordpress you know we've come we've project. come up with like three better names for the podcast sometimes while recording the podcast we'll just be like why didn't we call it this but you know <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. My thing now with BAM style just feels so like puerile and and I just feel like I've like expanded so beyond that. Like it started mm-hmm. out like being, I don't know, just like the tough action heroes. Like I said, like I was 23 when I started it. So I think part yeah. of it was a little bit of like overcompensating for writing about clothes. And like now I'm cool with it, but that was just, you know, insecure 23 year old trying to feel better about it. And it's just like, I want to come up with like a better acronym for it. Like, I don't know. So if anything comes up over the next, you know, hour or so, I'm all ears. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. no, I, I was going to say, I think I did appreciate, you know, because I feel like I saw your site also like when I was younger and, you know, yeah. like, you know, leading men like James Bond and everything. But I have appreciated that, you know, you expand, you know, who you talk about, especially like mm-hmm. also like background characters as well. And mm-hmm. I feel like retroactively, yeah. too, it's also like, I guess, you know, everyone can be a badass motherfucker, you know, like yeah. you know, it, it can be we can all we can all own it. Um, yeah. Conceptually. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, again, if people haven't seen it, which is crazy, I don't know how you're even listening to this and you haven't seen it, but it is a site that kind of goes into basically the style, it's one of the best style breakdowns of of, of movie characters that yeah. I've seen. It's, you know, you, Nick, you like, you know, you go into it, you talk about like the narrative of the film, and you also like, you source like some of the mm-hmm. stuff, like, you know, you can find out, you know, who made it. I remember reading the stuff about, um, in preparation for our episode on, um, on the untouchables. I remember like reading your article on that and say, same thing with like Gatsby or just, yeah, I, I feel like I, I learn a lot by like, you know, reading from, from your blog. So, um, Thank please you. tell us, tell us, you said you kind of already kind of mentioned that, you know, you were 23, sure. but tell us how you created the site. Sure. Uh, so I'd always been interested in that stuff. Like, uh, and, and I, I've kind of been learning as I do it too. Like the knowledge definitely came after, uh, mm-hmm. like whenever I, I always had that interest in style. I think it started when I was in sixth grade and my parents, uh, sat me down we watched the sting together. And like, mm. I, I talked about having gaps in my childhood. Like I would watch the sting when I was younger, like a lot of like the seventies, like Agatha Christie mysteries and stuff mm. like that. But like, nice. I never saw like independence day or jurassic park until i was like in my 30s so there were there was like some blockbuster gaps but i would just watch a lot of old movies like with my parents and grandparents and like the style just jumped out like i would try to recreate those suits so much like we're gonna i I think i'll be coming back to this thing a lot just because that was like so seminal and all this yeah uh, like redford strutting down the street and like that that russet pinstripe suit and tweed cap it's 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 a memorable look i don't know that it's a super classy one which i think is what they're going for uh, yeah it's you supposed know, to be like yeah, oh like this guy of, is just like buying the flashiest like kind of tackiest yeah. clothes he could find he's got a yeah. little bit of money and he's just gonna blow mm. it right on that um <laughs> but i wanted that suit so bad uh so we you know my mom very patiently took me around and like i said like i'm in i'm in pittsburgh uh you know which which has never really been the style capital of the world i love my hometown but it's it's just you know it's it's hardly the, milan um so eventually yeah we got to value city we found like this brown pinstripe suit for i think it was like 50 bucks which for me being i think sixth or seventh grade that was that was like a steep thing uh and she was like you're sure you want this i was like i want it so bad uh and i yeah i mean i wore the hell out of it (laughs) but yeah Mm. so like there was always a thing trying to recreate those things like going into college i would just take screenshots of dvds and like make powerpoints and just kind of try to zero in on styles that i really liked and then, you know, I saw people started writing about this stuff. I felt like less alone. Like I found uh, it was, you know, the suits of James Bond. Then now it's Bond suits, mm-hmm. which Matt Spacer writes. Yeah. Excellent, excellent blog and resource. And uh, 
so I started kind of, I made this site just, just for me really like BAMP style. And I wanted to kind of capture all these things. Like I said, I was 23. I was trying to kind of come into my own, establish myself an adult. And what better way to establish yourself than copying off cool guys in movies. <laughs> uh, and so I just kind of started trying to take this holistic look at, you know, what, what made these people so aspirational for me. And mm-hmm. like a big part of it was the clothes, but then it was like, you know, what are they drinking? What's their atmosphere? Uh, you know, there were a lot of things like that, that opening scene in Mad Men where, you know, Don Draper's oh, yeah. at the bar in a gray suit, drinking an old fashioned, scribbling on a cocktail napkin, you know, crooner in the background, smoky bar. Uh, and it was just like, what are all these elements that really appeal to me? And I just started writing about it, curating stuff that I found across the web. So I, I didn't really know much. And then just as I was writing, as people were finding the site, you know, there would be some comments and just it led to, to me learning about it as I was writing about it, just kind of, you know, trial and error almost. Uh, and then just building this community where, you know, I'd meet people like you guys and, you know, mm-hmm. I actually, you know, got to know Matt and uh, just a lot of other people where, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning from them. I'm reading their stuff, appreciating it, sharing it. And yeah, that's kind of the, a, a long uh, footnotes and how it, how it all kind of grew there. No, yeah, that's, think- that's really great. Nice. Yeah, no, I love like all those you mentioned, like yeah, the the bond suits. I know that there's mm-hmm. like of course fucking like indie gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's pro- there's there's a lot of other. I, I don't. I always appreciate like stuff like that that goes so in depth into the costumes because obviously it's like you know there's an entire like team of people that are putting yeah. these these things together. I think it's like uh, and obviously like a lot of times they're like really cool outfits. So I think it's it's great to be able to get yeah like all those shots. It's like okay here's like you know you can see every single item they're wearing very clearly. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah that you go into detail about like you know the, the the people that designed it or like you know the the people that made the clothing and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's it's good that they get a little bit of shout out. I think that's uh, good that they get some appreciation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah especially, I, oh, especially, no, because I think a lot of menswear guys, they, they also get inspired by movies, you know? Like, I think no matter no matter who it is, whether it's, like, you know, regular guys who, like, get into vintage or even, like, all the menswear guys at Pity, like, they'll always say, like, they saw a movie or something that mm-hmm. was, like, this is what I want to look like. This is, or that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, yeah, being being able to kind of like have have a resource that you can get into it and and read about and see all the all the amazing screenshots. You know, it, it's it's really it's really great work that you and and everyone else does. You know, we can only we we pale in comparison because we always pick the weirdest <laughs> movies to do. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm, yeah, I get that. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's with it being just me. Like, I it's definitely a labor of love, and I I. Like if I see if I like what I see in a movie or a show, like that's just that's the starting point. Like I'll just I'll yeah. write about it, even if no one's asking for it. Um, there are a lot of times where you know so, something like Succession was just huge for the last year, and I just love it, yeah. and I wanted to be you know kind of current and yeah and writing about it. But then sometimes like I'll be like you mentioned background characters. Like I was watching The Swimmer, and there's just like this guy that I don't know if he's been in like, any other movies that uh, Burt Lancaster talks to at the beginning. I just love the way he's dressed poolside. I think it's like this, hmm. this pink and white striped shirt, red shorts, espadrilles. I'm like that. That's, that's like my summer aspiration. Like, I just want to be that guy hanging out by his pool, drinking gin, uh, you know, <laughs> tastefully going gray. Like that's, that's the vibe. That's what I want to be. So, I, you yeah. know, no one's asking to see that guy, but I wrote about it and, you know, people still responded to it, which was really cool to see. 
No, that's that's really great. I know me, me and Spencer, whether we're watching movies independently or together, we'll like pause the movie or we'll be like, look at that guy in the background yeah. over there. That guy's <laughs> that guy's sick. Because I mean, I'm sure as I'm sure you know too. Like even in like period films, most of the background mm-hmm. actors are actually wearing true vintage. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. compared to like you know they usually like make a totally custom thing for like the main actors. I remember famously. I mean, the ones that come off the top of my head is Live by Night, where <laughs> it's yeah. so. It's his suit is so bad, but like I'm like oh no, but like that guy, at, like at the uh, the racist guy, unfortunately, but he's wearing like a belt back suit, and I'm like damn, can I even screenshot this guy because he's like I mean, super racist, you know? It's like the the same thing in um uh Boardwalk Empire where it's like I mean the costumes oh, in that weren't yeah. so bad, um but it's like yeah you look at the background actors and it's like damn you that's this is all like true like vintage like 20 stuff it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah or or that that movie Allied with Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard mm-hmm. that's the one where like they're in a they're in, like in a cafe and they're wearing like he's wearing some suit that you can just tell is like made for the film mm-hmm. and the background people are wearing like so true vintage like the hats look normal but yeah. his is like you know like this kind of like modern approximation of it and obviously you know it, it's it's the director's choice the producer's choices in some cases or you know it's opportunity also for for a designer to like make something new instead of just sourcing mm-hmm. but you know but that that's what makes us like the background characters a little bit more oh yeah um, mm-hmm. um but okay so you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you bought that pinstripe suit. How, well, what else was like your journey with like style? Like, was it, did it really, did it come about before the, before the starting the site or like, yeah. I, I would that. say a, a lot of interest came about before starting the site. Like there, there's always little milestones. Like, uh, like I saw Goodfellas in eighth grade and that kind of got me interested in like that kind of gangster Jason style, like a lot of yeah. knit shirts, uh, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then, yeah, I was a senior in high school when Casino Royale came out, and I didn't oh. really know that much about Bond before that. And like that was, I, I'd seen a couple, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm familiar with the James Bond character. And then that was, that was really eye opening. Like that's what really hooked me as like a Bond fan was Casino Royale. And I think part of it was how accessible Daniel Craig's wardrobe was. Mm. Uh, like he was, you know, in a lot of casual stuff, a lot of navy polos, and like I said, I, I was. 17 18 really kind of trying to mature my style because i was in high school then and you know i might have had a brown pinstripe suit or two in my closet but i was also uh this was the early mid 2000s so i was wearing like uh hollister polos with pop collars and puka shells and huge Mm -hmm. cargo shorts and i was like i don't really want to go into college being this guy um and like it showed me a way that i could you know dress more maturely but not you know be wearing suits to class every day and uh yeah so like you know i started appreciating like navy polos and beige chinos and stuff like that so so that that was a big hook uh i think just daniel craig's bond especially in those early couple of movies whenever it really felt like accessible style Hmm. um but then just yeah starting polo shirt that mfa loves he's got the what are their (laughs) outfits yeah it's where they always see how well it hugs his like his arms you know oh and then of course the the skyfall like barber jacket or whatever that's the (laughs) other one that gets posted to mfa a lot oh yeah that or like the the levi's jacket i think he wears Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, and yeah go ahead i I was just gonna say i feel like that's one of the big takeaways i've i've had from just writing all this it's like just to not copy the style but learn from it and adapt mm-hmm. it to yourself because like i'm i'm not gonna look like daniel craig or brad hmm. pitt and and i've come to terms with that but like there's there's a lot of lessons like if i like how they're how they're dressing i could 
apply that to, you know, what works for me, my lifestyle, my circumstances, my somewhat dumpier physique. And, uh, yeah. And so I, I just feel like that's, that's one of the big things that I've taken away from it. And the, I hope anyone else reading it would too. Like, I mean, it, it's great if it would be like a cosplay guide, if there's anyone, you know, going to the convention, I feel like people have said that. I know like when I wrote about Dexter, I think I had a lot of feedback that that was really helpful for building out that look. But I think just in general, like it opened my eyes to so many different ways that I could be dressing that I hadn't really considered being, mm-hmm. you know, from, from Pittsburgh where it was really just, okay, this is what they have at Macy's and banana Republic. Like, I don't know. So yeah. It, no, it, that that's really yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah. uh, in the similar vein, right? Like me, us going through vintage, and of course watching movies. You know, it really does. It really has unlocked, like the expressive possibilities with with clothing. And you know, you sometimes you learn it as like okay, like Bond doing that look. It's like okay, it's it's one look, right? And you you can see okay, but like at a certain point, you don't you don't just copy it anymore, right? Like you mm-hmm. you go from like okay, maybe I don't want to wear a polo shirt with khaki pants this the same way every time i wear a polo shirt maybe i can wear it with gray pants you wear it with a suit and then mm-hmm. you know the hope is that you know at least for me the way it worked was like you know you see that and you're like oh this other character's wearing a polo shirt but he's wearing it differently so now it kind of mm-hmm. shows me an example of it mm-hmm. because like you said like sometimes what you're around might not be the most inspirational of places mm-hmm. you know and again for me um a lot of movies and a lot of a lot of uh, old photographs and illustrations, as some people, as most people know, like that really was formative and like just kind of expanding my mind because I can't, I wouldn't exactly look to my dad. No offense to my dad, <laughs> but he's not, he's not like a, a super like menswear guy. You know, he'll mm-hmm. wear the same combinations in the same way. I mean, I guess that's kind of like what a movie character would kind of do, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or like, I guess more specifically a cartoon character, but they just yeah. are drawn the same way. <laughs> Um, but we're in real life. We're not. We're not in cube. Or no, sorry, we're not in Flatland. We're in. Uh, we're in cube, <laughs> we're in cube world, world. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say also, Nick, you do have like a Matt Berry kind of appearance. I don't know. Has anyone ever told <laughs> See, you that? I, you know? Oh, I do. I yeah. Um, someone did come up to me to get a picture with me at a restaurant <laughs> once, and I like it. It was kind of dark, so I'll give him that. But then, yeah, that's that's kind of. But he talked, like, and he's like, "Wait a minute, you're not." Yeah, you like, it's, it's not me. I mean, if you still want the picture, and the guy was like, "Yeah, sure, what the hell?" Uh, <laughs> and I was like, that's "Okay, just funny. yeah, um, yeah." That because I I I used to have like shorter hair. I I didn't have um a beard as much, and then during the pandemic, like I just stopped getting haircuts, and then I realized like, "Hey, this is kind of my vibe now," and uh, stuck with it. Kind of just made made that my look but that also kind of affected my style because i well Uh. i used to have a job where i used to wear like jacket and ties to work all the time and that was part of like my cleaner cut look too and i used to have a lot of fun with that like there would be a lot of other guys in like dress shirts and ties i'm like well i'm gonna you know fuck around with the dress coat a little bit and i would uh you know chambray shirts knit ties uh denim snap-ups cowboy boots just really starting to play with the dress code still adhere to it but show you know do it more creatively. And it's something that I don't think I would have known to do as effectively without BAMF style. But that was, you know, uh, five, six years ago, uh, post pandemic, I've got longer hair, I've got more of a beard. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, I, I, I kind of like this whole thing for me. Like, I'd feel weird if I were wearing white shirts and ties to work all the time. Like I, it, I'd feel like I was like going to court or something, uh, you know, on, I don't know, drug charges, something like that. And <laughs> so I just uh, have kind of, fallen into something like 
I'm wearing this Pendleton Aloha right now. Um, and I just kind of really built out like my leisure adjacent wardrobe. And, uh, you know, it's like, that's, that's kind of one of my go-to looks like the mash look of like a Hawaiian shirt with, uh, OG 107 pants. And, uh, I don't know, some like desert boots or something in the summer. You're, so. you're speaking Spencer's language. I feel like <laughs> right there. I, right I there, yeah. Whenever I was telling my wife about this podcast and like, she, she wanted an intro to, to you guys. And I was going through, I like both your instances and showing her. And there's the one of Spencer or of uh, you on the beach wearing. I think you were wearing like a huh. chambray shirt. And, and, and yeah. uh, she was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you, that's what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, that, that <laughs> is, that's, that's a pretty aspirational look for me. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. That is, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will say sometimes to my face that like Spencer is the better dressed one. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever told that to him before, but I think it's because. Keep me humble. I think, (laughs) I think it's because, you know, obviously like most people want to do that and i'm like and like they'll tell it to me like as i'm wearing like a fedora and i'm like i get it like it's like i get you know you don't have to you know i i mean i i'm not even just to bounce it out but i will say that especially when i like to dress up like ethan it's very consistent with the way you do like i wish i had more legit vintage stuff but i i really i like your approach to that and that's kind of the way that i'm trying to dress up now too like with a lot of like the classic dbs and like more creative shirts and like i love like the western style belts with stuff like that so mm-hmm. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, you. I mean, girls will, t- well, girls will walk up to me all the time and say, I would love it if my boyfriend dressed like you. And I'd be like, there yeah. you go. See, you it's know? like, listen, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it's like, I see this all the time on like fucking Reddit and Twitter where there will be guys who just like wear nothing but like video game t-shirts, like be like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I haven't gotten a compliment in seven years. And this is the (laughs) epidemic that's leading to male suicides. And I'm like, I'm not trying to brag. I get compliments like three or four Mm -hmm. times a week. (laughs) Like, It's not, it's, I feel like it's just like, yeah, if you put a little bit of effort into your appearance, it's going to happen. But these Mm -hmm. guys never do. (laughs) The worst, the worst I think I saw it is uh, um, seeing couples go to Barbie and I'd always applaud it if the guy was at least wearing like a pink shirt. Mm-hmm. But this this past week, I'm like, I see girls wearing some really creative outfits. It could be dressy. It could be like a hippie take. I mean, they all they're doing mm-hmm. some crazy awesome stuff. And then their boyfriends are just there. I mean, it makes like they're they're not even Ken. Like they're not even like they're not even like a cool dressed guy like Ken is. Mm-hmm. They're just like there. And I'm like, come on, man. At least get yeah. into this man get into the yeah. get into the vibe there um mm-hmm. but wait okay let's talk a little bit about so like tell us more about like your actual style maybe like connecting it to like your life like what do you do in your free time what do you wear mm-hmm. for, to work to you know days off yeah go for it all right uh yeah so work i do try to balance like i don't have to wear suits and ties that much i i like to whenever i like have a presentation or the team is coming together there it's summer now so those suits are going to be linen especially since it is uh record-breaking heat uh this <laughs> yes, month, sir. which yes, really gives us hope for the future uh but yeah a lot and I, I like having some kind of jacket just all the pockets you know something to put you know my you know subway pass earbuds stuff like that uh but that's like at this point it has to be linen basically because it's mm. so damn hot uh but yeah like a lot of polos a lot of button-ups at work uh Go-to pants really just have been just variations of, like, the OG 107s. Like, there's some linen cotton pants. And, I, it, yeah, like, whenever it uh, 
cools down a little bit. Like I, I go more toward the flannel. Like I, I love uh, like vintage, like Pendleton board shirts. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. Yeah. So like those, those are one of my go-to sometimes I'll, you know, wear them with corduroys and like a tweed jacket or something like that. Like even mentioning this right now, like I'm starting to sweat just cause it's crazy <laughs> hot, but uh, yeah. So like have you ever, have you ever, I don't know if you shop at like flea markets or vintage stores ever, but mm-hmm. have you ever done the thing where it's like a hundred degrees out and then you see like a really cool yes. like coat and you're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like I know yes. that I'm going to be so miserable, <laughs> but I need to try this on. I, I have, I, yeah, actually we, my, um my family goes on a, beach vacation every year to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware and there's some great shops around there some with some really cool cool vintage stuff and I think it was last summer like I saw this amazing just like wool over shirt and I was like I need this and it like fit perfectly but I I put it on and even just like carrying it around that day I was like I've got to drop this thing off this is this is a this is a blanket I'm I'm gonna Mm -hmm. sweat off the last eight meals I had just carrying this um but yeah so it's a lot of stuff like that like I said like it has evolved from uh, you know, even four years ago, whenever I felt like I I had more of a cleaner cut uh, style, but uh, you know, like my go-to shoes, I love desert boots. Uh, I like espadrilles. I'm starting to get into haraches. It's hard to find some that don't give me blisters, but uh, mm, yep. just look at my shoes right now. Oh yeah. I, I have a real distaste for like just boring oxford and Dur- oxfords and derby so like i i will go for brogues like especially like with suede uppers i love monks i i know i kind of broke a rule intentionally hmm. uh which i also am totally fine with discarding sartorial rules uh for my wedding i had a suit tailored it was midnight blue double-breasted uh tuxedo and you know bow tie and but i wore black monks with it and i love nice. them and i like the look of that i feel like it just added a little bit of subtle character you know it was it wasn't too i don't know i i i i know that again like i said like i think that breaks some rules but i feel like it's one of those like once you know what they are you know how to break them without uh no exactly you know yeah. it's especially you if you, you like the shoes you know what i mean yeah. like it, it, if, if if it was like you know being lazy i think that that's mm-hmm. more of like the uh the bad part of it but if it's like you know something that you really enjoy i mean i remember like seeing a guy i think he wore this is maybe a less severe example by menswear rules, but <laughs> mm-hmm. he did wear a dinner jacket with, um, he just wore it with like black loafers. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably it's because he didn't own opera pumps and he probably didn't need them back then. So he just wore his favorite black shoes. And I feel like that's totally mm-hmm. fine. I've done that too yeah. before I was able to find, you know, actual black tie shoes. And that, that in, mm-hmm. in reverse, I wear those shoes with like regular stuff now. So uh-huh. it's, you know, I like doing being able, being able to do that. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that's fun. I think there are a lot of ways that, uh, again, I keep saying rules, but stuff like that can be, you know, subverted creatively. We, you know, without it looking too clashy. Like, I think it creates a really cohesive look, especially based on the wearer. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that that's really cool. So uh, what, what exactly do you do for work? Just so that the listeners will that's know, true. I yeah. am on the uh, digital marketing team for a local healthcare organization in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's, Really, I mean, I think it's interesting stuff. I, I like doing it. It's one of those where I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've done to organically promote BAMP style has kind of informed some tactics I apply to work. And, you know, I was going to ask, yeah. In that realm. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, you know, vice versa. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. And, you know, it, it, it keeps us at the forefront whenever there are 
weird and stupid digital developments like Twitter all of a sudden becoming X. And mm, that's right. <laughs> and there's no good reason. It just is. Uh, there's not a good reason for that. I don't yeah. get that decision at all. Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's just, you know, someone has to out stupid meta and mm-hmm. there, there it is. Um, I mean, at like, least they didn't, meta didn't change the, they just changed their parent company name. They didn't change yeah. the name of Facebook to meta or did they? I don't think no, so. No, meta, no, meta book. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Meta book. <laughs> the metaverse. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I, I mean, there have been things like last summer, whenever uh, Adam Masseri said he was, you know, thinking like pivoting Instagram to videos, like basically becoming TikTok. And like, I freaked out because I mm. don't, I, I, I think I have a TikTok just so that no one takes the BAM style TikTok and, you know, mm. runs it into the ground. But, uh, and I, I'm, I'd be curious in doing something, but that's just like, just not my medium. I'm not, I'm not good at that. And so <laughs> like, I would be panicking if I had to, you know, pivot to video as everyone has been saying would happen for the last 10 years. Uh, no, that's yeah. interesting actually. Let's let's go into that. So yeah. um you know obviously Banff is 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 a website here. How did mm-hmm. you how 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 has it you know been for you to you know make it grow and mm-hmm. what do you see yourself doing doing with it? I guess not TikTok until mm-hmm. you absolutely have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it started like I said kind of humbly like me just kind of pulling stuff together based on looks that I liked. Uh and I I once people like my whole thing was like, I'm not an expert. This is just stuff I like. And then people were kind of seeing it as a resource, kind of treating it as, you know, with some expertise. So I was like, I might not have thought I was an expert, but people treat me like, like I am. So I will repay that by kind of really making this as much of an academic resource as I can. So like, I, I really tried to do my homework. Like I didn't, I didn't trust, like if someone said on Spotern that, mm-hmm. you know, this suit was Ralph Lauren, like I said, maybe I read somewhere that it was, but I can't confirm it. Um, like just really being very cautious about how I was citing information and facts. And uh, so like, I, I, I think that's been part of the evolution is just really making it more, uh, like I said, like academic, really more source oriented. Um, but yeah, like looking, looking at the future, one, one thing that I do want to do, like, even if I'm not, uh, going to be embracing reels or TikTok anytime soon is just continuing to really be more comprehensive with a presence on social, like, especially building up community. Like I, I love whenever I get the opportunity to repost or boost something that, um, like, friends I've made in the community have published something or have something exciting going on. Like I, I, I just want to be more intentional because like right now, like I'll, because I have the time, like I prioritize, like when I publish something, I, I I'll boost that, you know, across Insta, Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. But like, there's so many great things that so many people across this community are doing. Like, you know, anytime you guys drop a new podcast, like I'd love to be like, check it out, go to style and direction. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, really that's just the thing. I want to be more intentional about it. Uh, my wife calls BAM style my second job and she's not far off with that. Cause it, it really is such a labor of love. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's a sec, it's more like a volunteer work. <laughs> like it's not really a job. It's not, yeah. it's not paying any bills, <laughs> maybe the occasional, you know, fries with lunch, but uh, yeah. that's what happens nice. with us. It's the same, the same <laughs> exact fries thing with lunch, you know, <laughs> fries are expensive now. McDonald's fries are what? Like three fifty. No. 
It's mm-hmm. yeah for like a large or whatever, and like that's how much a burger costs in and out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's not to yeah, say not on. to not to brag about West Side stuff, but, <laughs> but or the, the West Coast. Um, I mean, but yeah, it is it is a lot of work to do that. Like I know that mm-hmm. like you know like screenshotting, like getting all those images, sourcing all that info, that does take a lot of work. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember talking to Young Chomsky about when he was doing his John Feld project, and he mm-hmm. said like it took him. Like so long because he would just yeah he would screenshot the shit out of like episodes and then he'd yeah. have to like curate it down because he's his was Instagram only he wouldn't mm-hmm. like write about them um, and he had like you know it took a long time to figure out okay which which of these shots do I want to put to these ten things do I do I want to repeat characters etc mm-hmm. so you know it is in not to say that watching watching uh, content for shows is not is not uh, is it's not the hardest job in the world but it can be kind of tough to you know kind of figure out what you yeah. want to post on there. How, how often do you actually release stuff? You know, like, I, uh, yeah. I try to put new stuff out like two or three times a week, like every two or three days. Um, wow. And, okay. And like you said, like watching a two hour movie can become a four hour experience with screenshots and notes and everything like right, that. Right. And so like a lot of times someone will be like, Hey, this TV show is great. You should do it now. Look, and there's like six seasons. I'm like, yeah, that would oh, be shit. great. Uh, (laughs) i just don't need to sleep at all in the next month but i mean it it is worth it because like you said like it is fun watching this stuff uh but uh yeah i don't know like my whole thing i just wanted to make it like the website that i always wanted to see um so you know if if there's anyone else that appreciates it like i i want to i wouldn't i owe it to them like i want to live it up to them and and really i don't know make make sure that it's uh something worthy of what i would want to see what they would want to see I always tell people like I'll, I'll I'm gonna just keep doing it as long as it's fun. Like if it's not fun anymore, then then I'll slow down. Then I'll have to stop. But uh, it still is like it's a, it's a blast. I really like doing it. So yeah. So tell us more about like the process of like you know picking something to watch, sure. going through it, and you know and and especially the the research part of it. You know like how mm-hmm. do, how do you find all this stuff? But yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do have a, uh, a spreadsheet, you know, it's, it's the same thing I've been doing since I started this 11 years ago, September, 2012. I, uh, I built out a spreadsheet that just tracks, uh, um, it's like a, it's a timeline. I, I kind of have like some content plans out just to like 2039, I think at this point, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's not like, you know, every post through then, but sometimes it's like, oh, I want to hit the 40th anniversary of that, whatever. Um, I like I, I look for reasons like that because like I like I said like I will post some movies that are really old like and sometimes people push back to that like I know one time someone said I was writing about Casino too much hmm. one time I posted about James Cagney in The Public Enemy which came out in 1931 and I think the comment was like no one wants to dress like that anymore and Lame. you know just that just means that yeah. particular reader doesn't <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like you know, that's not going to stop me. If you don't want to read that post, don't read it. You know, like love I it. love old yeah. stuff. Uh, only read that post if you like that stuff. Um, but yeah, so like I, I'll just plan things out for a couple, usually months in ahead. I, I, I have an idea of what I'm going to be writing about. If I don't already have it screen capped, then I'll sit down and watch it. Like I said, a two hour movie could be four hours with taking notes uh, and screen and, you know, the screenshots, of course. I do try to be flexible just as like things come out. Um, and I try to make sure, you know, keep it interesting, keep it diverse, not too many suits in a row, not too much from the same era in a row, mix of different actors, outfits, scenarios, settings, uh, you know, and yeah. So like so far, I think I've done about 1500 posts to date and uh, wow. Yeah. 
but uh, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> and but like the research has definitely evolved. Like there's, I you know, yeah. try to start with tons of resources. Uh, like I'll start with my own observations. Like if someone's wearing a, na- a navy two button blazer, I don't really necessarily need to look anything up to know that. But you know, then I have like go to books and resources, like uh, like a lot of the standbys, like you know, dressing the man and uh, mm-hmm. like, like party me stuff like that. Just and then some that are a little more focused on like specific stuff. Uh, but then like uh, there's a lot of great stuff online too. Like uh, Ethan, you had that post, a very general guide to vintage sartorial style. I think hmm. that's oh, yeah. that's probably like seven years old and. Uh, that, I mean, that's just a fun post. Like, sometimes I'll just, like, read that and, like, scroll down to something and just start. Because that is great. Like, that that's an excellent resource, I think. Like, that's one of those things I should just be, like, posting every so often on Twitter or something. <laughs> just driving people there. Because it's, it's a great resource. Um, but, yeah. Thank so you. then, after I kind of look to fill everything in there. And then I look to see if there's anything specific about the clothing itself. Uh, so, if it's a newer movie or a show uh, and a bigger one, chances are there's some great interviews with the costume designer. If they're sharing mm-hmm. their insights, they might point out details about specific outfits. That's always gold. Uh, auction listings can be helpful, but there's also oh, yeah. a lot of room oh, for error there. I haven't, I forgot about that. I remember, like, yeah, like yeah. that's how I learned about, you know, who made some of the stuff for like Mad Men and Boardwalk mm-hmm. Empire. Oh, I, field, I think. I, like I, yeah, those ones specifically, like after the show ended, and I think they're all in like screen bit or something, and they would show <laughs> yeah. like the labels and when they were used. Like those were great. I know, mm-hmm. like sometimes auctions can be a little dupe, like they'll get the facts wrong a little bit, and sometimes it's obvious. Uh, and then sometimes there are things that are clearly mislabeled. Like I think one time there was a Bond tuxedo from Dr. No, they said it was from Thunderball, or maybe the other way around. Uh, like there's a pair of pants that they say Jack Nicholson wore in Chinatown that he definitely didn't. Might have been the two Jakes, but I don't know that movie as well. I only saw it once. And I feel like that was enough. Um, but yeah, then so that's the clothes, and then I kind of do the same when I'm peppering in the rest of the information. If it's you know cars, guns, cocktails, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I have a lot of again like clothes. There's some firsthand knowledge there, but then I'll just fill in historical contexts and screen specific stuff. That's yeah. You know, I think I think it's really great how how the breadth of, of of like the of the stuff that you provide is is really expansive. You know, yes, yeah. was it was it always with the uh, with like the, you know the the guns and the um, cars mm-hmm. and the uh, and the drinks? I feel, or was that a relatively new addition? That I've, that had been around since the beginning, and I think that was one of the things that uh, like I had originally thought that it would kind of be balanced out with everything in that realm, and then it did kind of just evolve into. I don't want to say strictly a, a clothing blog, but I mean, I would say that's, that's really what it's known for. Um, and that is kind of the first thing that I'm propelled to and just whatever, whatever other trappings, you know, just, just fill it in. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been a part of it from, from the jump, but not, not as prominent. No, that, yeah. I remember yeah, reading about some of the stuff there. I, I feel like I, when I was a kid, there was like the like internet Gun movie gun database, like how oh, that's IMDb. still around. Like, movie firearm database. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a car yeah. one too. I think there's cars. Yes, there is a car there one. Is. When I was a kid, I loved that one. Mm-hmm. Whenever, when actually, I I was I always forget to add that. Like, I was an administrator, and I think technically <laughs> still am on IMFDB before anything oh, else so like that. That kind of informed a lot of how I would like take screenshots and organize information. Um, well, the thing that I find funny about that website mm-hmm. is because it's like there's, you know, like everyone's making like it's not like a, a wiki thing necessarily where it's a 
group effort. It seems to mm-hmm. me like a lot of times it's like one person who will go through and do a movie. And so in all the captions, you you get to hear the author's like individual <laughs> voice, sometimes little, yeah. little jokes or quips. I always it, thought that, that was kind of funny. That was yeah. that that was I mean, that was it. That was that was the uh-huh. process. And I think there are some other times like people come in, but like I know I think my profile is still active there. Like it has all the ones that I, you know, mm-hmm. specifically built out. There are some that had a lot of commentary and um, somewhere it was just a little more, you know, fact-based and that was kind of what I tried to be there. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of, like I said, that was kind of one of my testing grounds for even just building out an on, on, on online presence, like kind of figuring out what the format could look like uh, that. And at the time I was reading a lot of like, again, like early 2010s, I was reading a lot of like cracked articles. And so I tried to like, pulled in that same voice for my captions and stuff and that's it got really old and some of my jokes were so you're just stupid like sean baby or whatever (laughs) and forced and so like again that's one of the things that i i don't miss uh and i do sometimes go back and try to you know quietly (laughs) change some things yeah it's like that 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 was that was stupid and forced but uh you know throwing pains Mm. No, that, that's really that's really funny. I mean, I feel like my old captions also were not. I mean, I think I, I think well, they're still my, bad. But I used to do the thing where you would like give everyone a nickname based on their outfit, which is funny. which I stole from articles of style. Or I guess back oh, then it was the right. style blogger yeah. where they would they would do that for mm. their street style stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, back then they would they would it, it was still curated. They would only do like like maybe like ten or fifteen street style stuff. I photographed everybody, so like you could probably tell. As the post goes on, like the the the, the uh, nicknames just get lazier and lazier, and I'm not, then I'm just saying what they're wearing, like man in red shirt or red shirt man or something, you know. Oof, got him. Uh, yeah, um, but okay. So how do you how do you pick? You know, I'm I'm surprised that you you've mapped out content. I mean, we do that too, but you know, to 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 know that there's so much going out and like you know you're covering yeah. old mm-hmm. stuff and you know, stuff that is kind of current or, or, you know, the hope to be kind of current. How do you pick mm-hmm. what, what you get end up covering or, or what you mm-hmm. do get to cover? Uh, well, I mean, I can even just looking ahead at what like my next week of stuff is going to be like, like I said, I do try to make sure it's not too focused on certain things. Uh, like today was the 40th, well, the day that we're recording this right now, uh, yes. July 29th was the 40th anniversary of when the uh, first National Lampoon's Vacation movie came out. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was shocked whenever I watched that for the first time, just like like how identifiable all of Clark Griswold's stuff is. And huh. it's one of those where I don't know if I'm just like super like online menswear brain, but, or, you know, I was just like, I, I, I really, I liked a lot of it. Like there's a lot of like Lacoste shirts and, and oh, like cool. the, you see the, the croc all over his pants and everything. And so I was just I, I want, and like Converse uh, pro leather sneakers. And I was like, I, I, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So like I, I wrote a whole rundown on that, that actually a lot of times I try to get these buttoned up like at least a week in advance. And that's when I was still writing as of like two in the morning last night, just putting on finishing touches. I was also out of town for about a week and a half. So that, uh, that gets in the way, but then uh like starting in august uh like it's stephen graham's 50th birthday not you know mm. the actor that was al capone on boardwalk empire so i'm like you know what i've been wanting to write about what he wore for his final scene as al capone i'm gonna go. i'm gonna do that why not it's middle summer good time for a uh, like a white linen three-piece suit uh 30th anniversary of the fugitive is 
later oh, that week. Man. So I'm going to write about Tommy Lee Jones and uh, classic. Yeah, we'll see. You know, what's the take on him wearing navy blazers with ties and jeans? We'll we'll see what I have to say about that. <laughs> That's um, right. I remember watching that in the movie. And I'm like, wow, this yeah. is kind of like a, an interesting vibe. You yeah, know, to see a federal agent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like kind of, you know, going like really Seinfeld core with that. Um, but yeah, then after that, I think, yeah, American Graffiti has its 50th anniversary. So like, oh, a lot of times there you go. I'll, yeah, I'll hinge on stuff like that. Sometimes I just have like, certain stuff that's tagged in my notes as summer. So like, if I have blank space in the middle of August, I'll just look through those, see if there's anything that fits the bill, you know, whether it's, you know, something that uh, was in like a French movie from the early sixties huh. or an episode of the Sopranos where they go to Miami. And it's like, yeah, eh, whatever, go. whatever I'm feeling like, really, uh, that is, is there, is there anything that you've like really wanted to write about for a while? Just have never found to be, you know, right hook for it or just never, like it's never been the right time. That is a great question. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm a little late to like big costumey movies that come out, like mm-hmm. at, especially after, well, seeing the trailers and then hearing the reviews, like, um, like I mentioned, I was a big fan of like Agatha Christie movies, like mm. especially the ones in the seventies and eighties. And then Kenneth Branagh came out with <laughs> yeah, his Poirot, right. and like I saw Murder on the Orient Express in theaters. And I think I've done a couple things about that. And then Death on the Nile came out was that last year, and mm-hmm. yes, it's and then one you of those haunted where... house movie next. <laughs> No, it's, it's like, this year. It's this. It's year. this year, and it's like what? It's like Poirot and a haunting, and it's a haunting in Venice. I think. Oh, right. Okay, Tina yeah. Fey. Really, Tina she's Fey. in that. Oh. I guess yeah, so. she's she plays the person that calls him. Whatever mm-hmm. the yeah, the, bring <laughs> the, the caller. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So like, I I did finally like I I do try to see that stuff, and I I finally kind of like maybe it might have been last month or the month before that, and it was just one of those like I you know I took my screenshots, I took notes, and it's like but it, no one's really talking about this anymore. And so it's, but I mean, it's the more other just thing like, is like with, with, with recent releases, you do have to like wait for them to like come out so you yeah. can get like good screen caps. Right. Cause you can't mm-hmm. just go based on like trailers. So right. I feel like there's always going to be kind of that. Um, there's always going to be that lag, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I, like I was thinking that same thing with like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, uh-huh. Also so far I've only seen Barbie going to try to catch Oppenheimer very soon, but mm-hmm. um yeah, and it's like I I would have loved to just thrown something up about Ken, and it's like but you know, I I do like to wait until it's out yeah. so I can see the whole thing, and you know if it's streaming like rent it and just make sure you know if I'm gonna be posting up I I like to toss a couple of beans their way. But there uh, you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's also cool because you know you do deep dives on like individual outfits. You don't you don't mm-hmm. try and do a thing where you talk about every person's attire uh, in one post, mm-hmm. which is maybe something that we should uh, follow, even though <laughs> we we try and do that. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, part of that is I feel like I I get so hung up in the details, like, and I know like that sometimes that can be a good thing, and then sometimes like I'm my, my own worst enemy because I could very <laughs> easily write like ten thousand words where I'm going into like patterns on one guy's tie and then there's like you know 26 other things i still got to write about i'm like well all right here's my twelve thousand word post hope you enjoyed it but uh yeah i mean i, I i've really tried to be kind of tempered about that it, it it's just it's it's hard to get away because and i think that's one of the drawbacks of like me this just being me like i'm just one guy um like there's no one there i have no oversight like i might just really shit the bed with some post someday and it's going to be all on me to catch that yeah. um sometimes like i'll i'll 
get a preview link and send it to my wife and be like, this all looks good. Right. And yeah. But, uh, other than that, so that's, no, that that's my, that's my the girlfriend rest. is the same, the same way. I don't, you know, no one, no one reads what I, what I do until, <laughs> until it's out. The, um, well, in your, in your storied history of, you know, the past, mm-hmm. oh man, over, almost, you know, over 10 years or so of, of doing BAMP, has there been anything like where you've like talked to actual costumers um, or, or they've reached out to you, I guess? Yeah, there have been some really, uh, really cool opportunities. I'd say one of the most exciting ones was um, like, I feel like, you know, Mad Men had such an impact. And I heard from uh, that costume designer, Janie Bryant, her, you know, one, I think someone from her team reached out and said, you know, hmm. Janie's got a line out and like, we've loved what you've written about her stuff. Do you guys want to talk? So I did. And I mean, I think we had like 20 minutes scheduled and we ended up talking for an hour just because oh, wow. like, cool. yeah. someone like that with, with such talent, like you, you, it's amazing just hear like their passion for all things, costumes and clothes and just like getting confirmation behind the intentionality behind yeah. it. Like, well, because I mean, yeah. I we I I really want us to do an episode about Mad Men because mm-hmm. that was I've I've I love that show for and I know it's such like a cliche like menswear show, <laughs> but it's like I feel like the other thing is like once you get past like you know like Don Draper or whatever, mm-hmm. just like the the gray suit you know with the white shirt, it's like all the like again all the side characters, all the background characters, there's such like a like a variety of style which I think is really cool. Like that's mm-hmm. something that it's like sometimes if you know with period pieces all the characters are kind of dressed like the same, but mm-hmm. I like it when it's like, you know, you have a costume designer that can, that can do a period piece and it's like, okay, well this person would be wearing these types of clothes. This person would be wearing this outfit, whatever, just kind of have that like nuance and variety. That's yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. I feel like that's one of the great mm-hmm. things about the fact that that show was set over like that <clears throat> 10 year span, like just seeing, yeah. seeing how all the style evolves from, you know, 1960 to 1970, uh, mm-hmm. you know, someone like Don who changes his style a little bit, you know, some wider He just collars. grows his sideburns like yeah. a little bit. He gets he, like, yeah. He buys like, flash blue shirts. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then there's someone like, you know, Stan Rizzo that, you know, who, who just totally, I, I loved his style by the end. And I feel like it was one of those things that, you know, I, I felt like I could really relate to kind of his whole evolution there too. Um, but yeah, just yeah. So that that's one I, again where I feel like paying attention to every character, mm-hmm. seeing how they get the opportunity to evolve over that span in the show, just really, really is fun to watch and really just speaks to the talent of that costume designer. And um, but yeah, and she had also done the last Tycoon on Prime, which oh, okay. is set in the mid '30s, and it only lasted that one season. But I really, I loved a lot of the uh, the style on that too. Like I, I think that there was. I think the one, the tuxedo that uh, Matt Bomer wore as the lead character, that was one of the inspirations for my wedding tuxedo. I pulled mm. from that and the 1932 version of Scarface at, just for that DV look. But, uh, yeah. That's, no, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, everything, it's it's all, it's also hard to, like, not be inspired by, like, literally everything that you see and, <laughs> and wonder about who, and wonder about who made it and, like, you know, um, that's really cool that, that all like you've been able to do all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, um, I, I, but, yeah. I was gonna say, how, have you noticed anything about like your taste and like you know, have, have people commented on it? Like they noticed some like thematic through lines through the whole mm-hmm. thing, and um, or that you've noticed about yourself about what what you gravitate toward or what 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 inspires you to write about a certain character. Uh, yeah, like I, I mentioned that like the mash style that I really like, like the Hawaiian shirts mm-hmm. and and fatigue pants, and I feel like whenever I see 
you know, some creative conglomerations like that, I'm more inclined to appreciate it. I feel like five or 10 years ago, I might've dismissed it as like kind of like a, you know, schlubby or it's a guy in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and now it's like, no, there's, there's a lot of intention that went into that. And whenever, like, yeah. and I feel like it's one of those things like once upon a time in Hollywood came out at just the right time for me to be like, uh, appreciating yeah. a lot of that too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's it's like whenever I started, I think my mind was like, suits look good. That is the epitome of style. And I think just writing about it for more than 10 years, uh, connecting with a lot of people that, you know, dress creatively in real life, like you guys, uh, I think that has really helped just open my eyes to, you know, expand beyond that and just see how much how much more value there is in menswear beyond just that, you know, really well tailored stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, it's the same thing with, with us and like, you know, us getting older and just mm -hmm. meeting new people, experiencing new things has really been pretty beneficial to expanding our style oh, yeah. beyond just wearing suits, <laughs> you know, even though Absolutely. I've got, I've kind of gone back to it, you know, but I feel like how I wear it or like what I, what I choose, what I choose to wear when I'm not in a suit has definitely gotten much more expansive. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah, it's it's like a fact of like just getting older and ex and experiencing things. Yeah. Um, and again, but, to, to uh, your credit, yeah. you you have a lot more um, confidence to experiment beyond Don Draper. You don't need the gray suit <laughs> of armor and white shirt and skinny tie every day. Like you, the way that you wear suits, I feel like it's just there's it's really interesting. Like it's all anytime there's an Ethan fit dump, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I want to do something like that sometime. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that that's really kind. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's really fun. I feel like you know <laughs> to. I have said it kind of before, but I feel like menswear has kind of replaced composing music in my in my as like my main <laughs> hobby. And I've I've been, I've been writing about that literal phenomenon for like the past <laughs> year, I guess now. But it is really fun to kind of just you know, to kind of do some to kind of do the same things. Like you know, before, mm. um, but before I was even friends with Spencer, like I'd watch a movie and then I'd write a score, like mm. that's kind of inspired by this thing, you know. Mm. And then now it's like, oh, I'm gonna make an outfit based on what movie. i literally just watched yeah mm -hmm. like i i dressed like oppenheimer uh literally when i watched it and then i did yeah, I like kind that. of like you, these... was, you did the belt <laughs> oh the belt i did yeah. the belt yeah. yeah everyone was commenting on that and i'm like yeah it's great that he i mean i, I at first i didn't really notice it because i was just like oh it's like i saw it in some shots and then i after i watched the movie and i'm like he actually is wearing like a, a western belt during yeah. all of these damn scenes mm -hmm. and there are photos <laughs> of the real oppenheimer wearing that yeah, I found That's those cool. afterward, and I'm like, yeah. And then even after that, like, I kind of dressed like a scientist. Or, I mean, in my head, it's it's like mm -hmm. 1930s, but not like the cool collegiate, like, mm -hmm. super slim, like, Fred Astaire stuff, you know? And we're talking, like, you know, just regular, like, browns and, like, you know, cream shirts, you know? And I mm -hmm. feel like I, I did that for, like, a couple of days. That's um, cool. But I, it's kind of, yeah, in the same vein of, like, just getting inspired by... By movies um i i love like just the whole concept of like cinematic dressing just like approaching a situation and letting that inform like letting me have some fun with what i'm gonna wear and i feel like that's one thing that i've been so pleased about like barbenheimer and how people are responding <laughs> yeah. to that like again yeah, I like think not, it's great yeah not like the the guy that just goes with his girlfriend in the movie but like the guy that gets into it like you know someone who's gonna wear a palm beach suit and a pink western shirt to go see it like hell yeah that's the that's the guy like and I feel like I, you know, I've really, it's it's one of those things I kind of need to hold myself back a little bit because I'll 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 start panicking to really get that <laughs> formula right based on where I'm going, and then sometimes it's like asshole, you're going to Lowe's, just put on the first shirt you see and go get shit for your house. But um, hmm. 
no, like it, it is fun to consider like if I have a work event and then I'm going to something afterward that night and it's like, who am I going to see? Like what, what, what's going to be going on? Is there mm -hmm. some kind of observance right now that I want to pay some kind of homage to and what I'm wearing? And uh, yeah, it, it's, it is fun to have a lot of fun like that, but I'll feel like sometimes when I'm packing for trips, like, like I said, I need to, I need to not think about it too much because yeah. then I'll, you know, it's like a, an American psycho and he's like, I was on the verge of tears and it's <laughs> like, I just need to just grab some shirts that I like put them in a suitcase. Oh, yeah. I, I said yeah, it before, I, but dressing, dressing for trips is probably the worst thing. Cause it's like, it I literally, yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't have the tools that I, that I require to like, just make an outfit based on what I'm doing. I have mm -hmm. to make it. I have to, you know, I have a smaller, you know, set of tools to work with and I have to be able to wear it more than once within like mm -hmm. this, like, you know, week or two week spans. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like sometimes you you just gotta do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes, like, sometimes I feel like uh, vacation Ethan isn't real Ethan because it's like mm -hmm. you're not you're not getting to see all the crazy stuff I normally do. <laughs> I have to just wear like a polo shirt, but it's you know, but it's it's fine. That that can be like a, a person. No, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, no. I mean, yeah. One of the I, one of the nerdiest things I do is almost any time I see a movie, I like try to. I don't like. I I, I just try I just try to dress to fit the theme. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, I like. That. I don't know. I just like. I mean, we like we said in the cinematic dressing and thing. It's like I just like fitting like my environment. So it's like you mm -hmm. know if I'm going to like a tiki bar, I want to wear a Hawaiian shirt or something tropical or something like that. Oh yeah. Like yeah. if I'm seeing, like if I'm seeing a movie, you know, like again, if I seeing Oppenheimer, I don't necessarily, I didn't dress up like Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. but both times I saw it, I was like, okay, what's kind of like a wartime kind of vibe. Like what's mm -hmm. like a 1945, you know, like uh, kind of outfit I could put together. I um, love that. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That's kind of where, where I try to be now. Yeah. And because, you know, again, it's like, I think we also talked about this in the cinematic dressing episode, but if you have like a big wardrobe, it's kind of hard to figure out what you want to wear. So I think putting <laughs> some restrictions or giving yourself a theme can be kind of helpful for like narrowing it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that that's like, that's like the cheat code of like how we get dressed. Because people will always say like, how do you guys make outfits like every day? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's always something kind of in the same vein of like, you, you already know what you're kind of going to run a write about, you know, mm -hmm. it's like the same thing of like. I kind of have like this backlog of like of fun ideas that I just want to do, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, it can be a mix of, of like, yeah, just like kind of random inspiration. Like again, like watching Oppenheimer and then having it kind of, kind of just uh, inform how I dress like the, the two days following it, or it can be <laughs> kind of external, right? Where like, you know, you're going to dinner and you kind of want to, you know, maybe you want to wear like a more restrained suit for that mm -hmm. day or, you know, you're going to the beach or whatever. Um, but on that on that note, like what what do you think people like when they when they read your your site? Like, what do you want people mm -hmm. to, to get from it? Like, do you want people to get like inspired in that same way, or do you, do you like, kind of like write in that in that way to kind of inspire people to think about clothes the way that you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's it's one of those things. Like, I I think you can find a lot of inspiration there. Like, expand your expand your sartorial mind. Uh, kind of like dress for the job you want, but applying it to dress for the life you want, you know, yeah. again, like kind of replying yes. going back to like cinematic dressing. Uh, and I, I, I know I see that, like I mentioned guys in the bond fan community that kind of like applied appreciation, like uh, they will see Sean Connery wear a pink camp shirt in Thunderball with his swim trunks. And it's one of those, like maybe a lot of these guys would not have thought to wear a pink camp shirt to the beach or anything, or even just own something like that. And then, you know, from that, you, you know, you realize like that's more comfortable than wearing like a, a fitted t-shirt with your swim trunks or something. So 
you kind of build out a little wardrobe of those, you know, short sleeve sports shirts. And yeah, it's just kind of just, you know, find that starting place and, and work your way in, open your mind to something beyond what, uh, what you would have thought. And, you know, always keeping in mind, like I mentioned, like you might not necessarily look like that, that actor, that character. And that's a good thing. Like individualize the style, but uh, Mm -hmm. just give yourself those opportunities to see and consider something that, uh, you know, might not have been there. No, that that's that's been really great, and I think you you know you're that that message just does come out through through uh, through the writing. I mean, I feel right. like uh, you know just being able to see the char- actors and the characters wear some stuff that you know that you might not normally see, or giving attention to those those outfits that people don't mm-hmm. always think about. Again, like you know, James Bond didn't just wear the gray three piece suit, you know, with mm-hmm. the spread collar and the, and the tie. You know, he he did a whole bunch of looks, and you know, kind of putting that on the same playing field. You know, for that or for stuff like in the Sting, mm-hmm. I feel like it just—it's—it's it's really great. I really like it. Um, Thank you. Uh, on that same on that same note, uh, do you do you find yourself looking at uh, like actors like outside outside mm-hmm. of the characters? You know, mm-hmm. I know the 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 whole the whole um, website is focused on like the movie stuff, but like mm-hmm. outside of it. Yeah, there there have been times, and I think it's especially easier to. Uh look at you know some actors from the classic era like the 50s and 60s where it's like kind of as as style was opening up because i feel like you know before that you know men generally wore suits a lot of the time sometimes a sports shirt 50s and 60s started opening up and i feel like now like there there's such a wide range of things that it's it's really i think it's really interesting to zero in on like what an actor's closet might have looked like in that 50s or 60s era so like yeah. i'll do i've done like some specialized post on like james dean and Bretton stripes or like paul newman in a ocbd when he goes fishing and he like leaves the collar half undone kind of has this really rakish look mm. uh you know steve mcqueen again is like so obvious but it's one of those where you know there's a reason like he wore some staples really well and like so i have the i had a feature on like when his his drive up to big sur with the cardigan and the desert boots and or the um playboy boots and uh yeah so so just some stuff like that like you know jfk on his yacht (laughs) those kind of things Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Spencer Spencer's also really good at sharing actors, uh, like on their like not in character, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just like their regular style. Yeah, I feel I like you know, I need to try uh, to that... find this again. It was like from like Screen, you know, magazine in like 1937 or something, and it was talking mm-hmm. about Jimmy Stewart, and the writer was like, "Women are going crazy for this guy, and I don't get it. I <laughs> like we, I just don't understand why they like this man." I, but, yeah, you know. I was just reading a book about. Um, Jimmy Stewart, and it did, it t- it did talk about you know what a what a playboy, what a coxman he was in the thirties. Yeah. Like you y- y- you mean that guy? I, I you don't see it, but good for him, man. Like yeah. And there's there's pictures I think Alfred Eisenstadt took of him in the mid thirties where he's wearing a, a suit that you could tell like it's got the same lapels, same four pockets, same tweed that he wears a, a decade later, and it's a wonderful. Oh life. yeah. And it's it's just really cool, like that era, like when these guys had their own clothes, they wore their own clothes, applied them to the character. Like I know there were, you know, costume designers, wardrobe supervisors. Then I don't think always necessarily as involved, unless it was like you know making gowns for the women. But uh, I mean, I could be yeah. wrong, but I feel like the 
there, there was just like the, I know like not every celebrity had a stylist that would dress them for every event. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, if they were, if they were going out to like, and this is, you know, going way back, but if they're going mm-hmm. to like red carpet and stuff like that or premiere, like, you know, they just be wearing their own tuxedo or their own mm-hmm. suit or whatever. It's not like, it's like, it's, it's not like an outfit where every piece is like fucking rented or something <laughs> yeah. by their stylist, you know? Yeah. And it's like something that something... they picked out, something that they like. Mm-hmm tailored to flatter them not to necessarily show off the designers quirks mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know it's 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 i don't want this to be too much of a i mean i'm i'm not trying to be an asshole but like <laughs> but like it is it is interesting like nowadays where most celebrities are just kind of dressed by their stylists mm-hmm. the good thing is that i feel like i've been seeing a lot of bloggers or other influencers give credit to those stylists which i think mm-hmm. is, is cool but it's also like I want I want regular people to be like yeah so it's not really the actor it's just the person like putting them in and they they, yeah. they still look good it mm-hmm. still kind of fits their character like I think um like Chris Pine I think has really good outfits that he's done mm-hmm. but it's like I I know it's because he's he's basically being a model he's not really picking this stuff mm-hmm. you know and maybe, maybe I'm wrong maybe he is in the room with the with the with the uh, stylist be like I like this I want to put this with this. But again, it is different compared to, you know, way back when where guys would just literally wear what they mm. had, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a right. I'm not going to be a movie person, like a movie actor. Mm-hmm. But if I ever had to go to, if I, if I ever became super famous and they said, Hey, Ethan, do you want to be, have, have a stylist? I'd be like, absolutely not. I have my own clothes. I'm going to be wearing to this red carpet event. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, because um, well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's like actually... You... Well, like, um, like you mentioned, it's yeah. like a lot of times like actors would literally wear their own shit in the movies, too, mm-hmm. which is like kind of crazy to think about now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, like a lot of this, the outfits that you see on like Clark Gable or, or Jimmy Stewart, that's like just the clothes that they bought themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's an excellent point. And like it is mm-hmm. so hard to know what comes from a stylist these days and what's real. Like I feel like it's obvious with stuff like the Met Gala or even the Oscars, but like and that's more of a fashion show. But it does help, like, given how photographed, overly photographed probably a lot of these guys are. Like, I feel like, I mean, probably being so adjacent to Bond, like, I have a pretty good sense of how Daniel Craig dresses in real life. And, uh, and, and so, like, that that can be interesting. But, uh, yeah, there, there are some guys who I feel like, you know, stylist or not, they do tend to, you know, skew towards something that I think is tastefully interesting, which I think is, mm-hmm. like my go-to like i i don't know like it, a lot of times with like michael b jordan and uh like you mentioned uh chris pine i think like the chris's evans and pine probably i think are the best dressed chris's right now um asap rocky also interesting uh bradley cooper's tom ford suits i think that's all oh, like, that's right yeah like i think those are examples of like prominent people now who the, the more I see of what they're regularly wearing, it's like, okay, that's cool. Like you have a great understanding yeah. of style that's consistent with what I appreciate, uh, you know, for whatever that's worth. But uh, no, it's like, we, we, you know, we've been talking about Chris Pine. I feel like he yeah. does like he, I th- he seems like a guy that like, he probably has a stylist, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. he seems like a guy who is also just interested in clothing and style. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I see photos of him dressed up as like fuck. Like he's basically dressed as like fucking like Diane Keaton and stuff like that. I, was, I just saw that this week. Yeah, and I'm like, I f- I feel like he had some say in this. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I, I like the or the conspiracy is that every single thing he's wearing is is picked out for him. You know, in this whole new world of influencerdom and and everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. that that's my that's my conspiracy brain talking. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm also just like I because yeah. I also think like the the other thing is like I was I was watching Oppenheimer yesterday, mm-hmm. and I noticed something when looking at a couple scenes of like Robert Downey Jr. wearing his suits. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. I don't think he wears like suits and ties that much, or at least doesn't think about it because it's like, there's so many scenes where it's like his tie will be like slightly loose. Or it'll be mm-hmm. askew mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's, it's when it's the scene, not, not to make this an Oppenheimer episode, but it's when he is leaving like the, like mm-hmm. one of like the aid stuff when he's like asking about the votes. Like I remember like him putting on the tie and it's like, it doesn't like, he doesn't do it right. And I think in like the next shot, it's normal. So I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> maybe like, maybe like the costume assistant, like, like, you know, when they, when they cut, from that one but shot, they it's like, like it or something like stuff like that. And maybe I'm making assumptions, but it's like I feel like if you were a guy that like really is used to wearing ties, like thinking mm-hmm. something that you think about a lot, like that you would catch that, like you would know mm-hmm. how to get your tie straight and stuff like that. Yeah, without looking yeah. at it. Yeah, and like that's why it's like when I see Chris Pine, it's like he always seems like comfortable in his clothes, you know, mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. like like don't worry, darling, or whatever, and like yeah. the the cropped like 50s like italian knits and stuff like that it's uh, or like you know you see this in period pieces where the guys who are clearly not used to wearing like high-rise pants oh so yeah it's like they keep like sagging them down and I, stuff I, like that did you talk about that and it might have been like the live by night episode i think it was yeah. it probably is <laughs> yeah affleck just kind of just yeah and i think and i read again, that like yeah and it's like that's one of the other and like again an oppenheimer <laughs> like i don't know if cillian murphy is like a suit guy or something or what his mm-hmm. not, i don't know much about him but he he was wearing his pants high and they were never sagging. He was like yeah. he was comfortable in those. Well, yeah. I feel like in Peaky Blinders too, like he was always wearing those uh those suits or too. The starched which, collars and stuff yeah. like that. And so yeah. like yeah, even if he hadn't before, I feel like he probably got pretty pretty used to it, pretty disciplined and uh mm-hmm. keeping that look pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope guys who are gonna watch Oppenheimer and be like, I want to dress like that. Now I'll finally <laughs> I be like Robert J. Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, I want you know because everyone actually I was on like some Discord. Well, I was on MFA, my mm-hmm. male fashion crisis, which has pivoted to Discord, and people were saying like, uh, I when I when I post my Oppenheimer fit, people were like, yes, like this is what I want to wear with the suits. I'm like, hell yeah, dude! Like if this if this is the unexpected fashion movie that gets my classic menswear back and has like a, mm. I mean, this is the kind of like the biggest mm-hmm. cultural moment, you know, yeah. in comparison to like obviously not the same level as Mad Men, but like just encouraging people to dress up and, and get in that vein. Obviously, Barbie is the bigger one, but I think some you know some people are kind of paying attention to like oh, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, you got to wear like a, a baggier suit or a higher waisted pants. Yeah. That would be so refreshing after living through 2012, whenever everything <laughs> was just like that toothpick yep. suit and yeah. Oh boy. Well, I, I want to I want to close out here by asking you mm-hmm. a very a very you know a big question that you'll probably not be Huge a quick question. answer but what's what's your favorite like style movie i know okay. you you know you kind of talked about the sting and what's your favorite mm-hmm. movie like outside of that like what's your favorite like it could also be a critically favorite movie or just sure. like a, a, a guilty pleasure movie you know all right tell us about your favorite stuff okay um so style movie uh mm-hmm. yeah I, I, like i i think i'd immediately go for something that represents like a range of style beyond a lot of the clothes stuff like I talked about the stuff that inspired the blog, like North by Northwest, Three Days of the Condor, The Sting, Chinatown Bullet. But I'd say for overall style, um, I think like Thunderball is the one that I put on a lot. And I I think it's I'm like drawn to summary style. Uh, And I feel like it's one of those like it's the range of great suits, uh, contextual casual wear 
and like a lot of the vamp style trappings like stuff that i write about like the cocktails car guns and cars and stuff like that uh q wears the Noloha shirt which now that i'm big aloha guy like that's where i go um but if i had to pick a movie to own the suits from i'd probably go with chinatown but mm. or yes yeah. there are mm-hmm. some really great suits in chinatown the yeah. the white double-breasted suit i think about all the time oh yeah yeah I love and the i think one, yeah the, the one where he gets like beat up at the the orange groves or whatever mm-hmm. with the pleated pockets that's that's a cool look yeah and that's that one too like that that jacket has a really i feel i feel like it was like a i describe it as like a greek key kind of weave to it like something really yeah, it's, distinctive yeah it's it's and yeah that's another cool thing is like there's a, like that that was clearly like a jacket that was made you know like for the movie mm-hmm. but like whoever i can't i you know i wish i knew who the designer was but it's like they went back and they found like they saw like you know like novelty weaves from the 30s and 40s and it's like oh we got to do that like mm-hmm. I don't know if they got that it's like fabric like specifically like custom made for that or if they just found like dead stock, you know, like yeah. like forty year old. Like, I know that's wool. that's the great thing about like that era too. Like mm-hmm. and that costume designer is Anthea Silver. And I think okay, that yeah. uh, like they probably would have had that access just in the archives. And I think I saw tags that a lot of that was Western costume. Oh, okay. Um which yeah, only forty years out, like they would have had access to a lot of that stuff in probably really great shape. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I haven't been in Western costume. I know that one some vintage guy um, that we used to follow uh, worked there, and he, you know, when he would post his his fit pics at work, and you mm-hmm. could see just the amazing <clears throat> art, you know, just the all well, these we racks had, we had just clothing. The closest thing uh-huh. we had was Roxy's, which was a costume warehouse um, where in it was Burbank, typically rented yeah. out, but uh, she would sell to like friends, mm-hmm. um, and cool. then eventually she decided to uh, leave the business. She wanted to retire, and so she had like a big blowout sale. Got rid of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, last yeah. couple of days, it was like five dollars per like item, and so yeah. Like oh. by that point, oh, like man. most shit had been like picked. But it's like I got a couple like really good sport coats from like the fifties and sixties for five oh, bucks great. each. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People I... say that we're lucky to live in California, and I say yes, we are for all the vintage <laughs> and all the costuming shop. Because you know, even yeah. in thrift stores or even like from resellers, like you'll see, mm-hmm. like, oh, this came from like Paramount or or, or Western I costume, have some, or like whatever. old Mil that has like Western costume tags in it and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this was on like the the Pacific or something, probably. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that's this really Band of Brothers. Yeah, that's a great consideration because yeah, around here, like thrifting, like I, I I'm. In the early like 2000s, I started buying a lot of vintage stuff because I was making my own movies with friends and they were like period movies. So like I'd go to Goodwill, I'd Love get it. these amazing like 70s shirts for $3.99, stuff that's like all straight out of like Minx now. Like, And I, I mean, I was a string bean high schooler. I cannot fit hmm. into this stuff anymore. And it's like I, I looked to try to get stuff like it and now it's going for like 40 or 50 bucks online. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I mean, the one thing I did get lucky finding around here was I think it, it's I think it's probably from the... I don't know. I it's such a conglomeration of eras. It's a brown like atomic fleck blazer. It does it has metal buttons and it's got a belted back with pleats on the side, uh, box pleated pockets. I don't know who would have commissioned this jacket, but it's just an amazing just mishmash of like really interesting details. It somehow fits me perfectly. Didn't need any you know extra tailoring. Love it. Yeah, and it was six ninety nine. Like someone did not know what they had on their hands. I snapped that thing up as soon as I could. Um, yeah, sorry. Tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, but your favorite, how about favorite movie outside of style? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, so, cause I feel like there's a lot of, uh, intersections there. 
Yeah. My top four on Letterboxd are The Big Lebowski, Bonnie and Clyde, Goodfellas, and A Night to Remember. Uh, all mm. those are probably pretty well known, except The Night to Remember, which was a 50s account of the Titanic disaster in black and white. Uh, I've written about it because I love the Titanic, but those are all like labors of love. And like it's it's basically just like White Star Line uniforms and Edwardian era clothes covered by life jackets. So I think it's safe to call that like my favorite like non-style movie. Because uh, even like The Big Lebowski, like, yeah, I mean, that is a very defined style, if not a very sophisticated yeah. one. And like Bonnie and Clyde, Goodfellas, those are both like in their own way, like mm. formative for my style journey. So, yeah. Sorry that you asked for one answer and I give this, you at least four. <laughs> you that's, know, sometimes that's the classic, the classic answer. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to think of movies that I like where I don't like where there's no one in the movie that I'm like, Oh, they have cool style. And I can't think mm-hmm. of a single movie. <laughs> like, I think every movie. No, I'm like, yeah. There, there is some metric for us to enjoy a movie that there has to be at least some style. Like even people. like fucking mm-hmm. like pirates of the Caribbean, which oh, is yeah. like, so those I'm guys look cool. Like that, I know. But it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You I know, mean, those, yeah, those that Star coats. Wars. I mean, I feel yeah. like maybe if you could argue with my like with my kimono style jackets, I am kind of uh, referencing some Star Wars in there. So <laughs> there's, you know, there, there's always something. I mean, that's the best part about movies. I feel mm-hmm. like at least the ones that we all tend to watch, there's always something that to kind of glean from. Um, yeah, and just kind of enjoy that inspires us in some in some way. And I'm glad there's people out there who also love talking about the movies. I mean, technically, you did it before we did, so that's not that's more more so us following in your in oh, your Lord. footsteps. And uh, you know, I, it's so funny. I I was always kind of scary that like if I w- wrote about a movie that you had already written about, hmm. I'd be like, am I stepping on toes here? Oh, you it's I, I think you know, it's a community. It's it's great to just. Get the more people talking about it, you know, it feels less like you know. There's literally dozens of us, and more <laughs> just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a thing that people can talk about. It's 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 been so great, you know, making friendships, making connections with uh, with other people that share this interest. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I and everyone has their own perspectives. Everyone sees something different. You know, costume means something different to everybody. Uh, you know, I think there's room for everyone's commentary, everyone's appreciation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I say that as someone who probably got in later the later to the game too digitally, but I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's really it's really really great to to talk to you. And I, you know, I've been I've I've been reading this your your stuff for such a long time. Um, and like you know, with all I mean, you've covered some of like the most seminal movies for menswear, mm-hmm. so it you know it kind of makes sense that we uh, we had to have you on and talk about it. And well, you thank know, you. Yeah, it's a pleasure yeah. to join. Yeah. yeah. So what else is, you know, what else is, uh, yeah. I know you mentioned a little bit about what's coming up here, but anything else you want to plug that you want people to look mm-hmm. out for? Let's get some this plugs. is going to go live. I know we're recording this. I don't want to say exactly when, but this is probably going to go live in September. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, just, you know, check out the blog, bamstyle.com. Mm-hmm. Follow on Insta. Uh, you can follow on, I don't know if it'll be called Twitter or X or something entirely <laughs> different. X.com. Uh, Elon's yeah. dream platform. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah, bamstyle.com and really Insta is where where it's all at. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to chat today. Thank you. No, thank you, Nick. Um, and for the rest of you guys, now, now it's time for us to plug our, our things. You can know, right. uh, if you guys go to st- uh, patreon.com slash direction, $5 a month gets you access to our Patreon Discord. And speaking of movies, we also talk about movies on our Patreon. Uh, so if you guys like that, that's $5 a month um, and $10 a month. Uh, nothing else is special 
other than we thank you personally by saying your name. And it's weird. MJ is not is not uh he's not here. He's not here today. <laughs> he's not here. So I he's, have to do this. I have to pull up. Yes, yeah, that's right. He's out there looking for the uh looking for the uh the Titanic, Titanic, I guess. I mean, That's we were right. not not looking. I guess. Do you have to look for it? We well, we you know, you know, we know roughly where it is, but the sea's big. Mm. Yes, the sea is big. He <laughs> was angry nice that thing day. About it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So thank you to <laughs> Alexander Batten, Henrik Wilberg, Philip Gard, and Shane Curry. We appreciate you guys so much. Wow. I haven't. I've been. I'm now. I'm actually looking at how long you guys have been patrons, and we. Wow. This is very very nice so... for you for. Nice. The sad cast fanatics giving ten dollars a month to people who are the silliest people in the universe. The um, you can guys. follow, yeah. You can follow me at Ethan M Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And again, thank you to Nick at Bamfstyle.com for joining us today. Please read literally everything. I mean, there's apparently there's content for the next fucking you know thousands of years or something. <laughs> thousands. So, that's what we're shooting for, yeah. It'll outlive me. I hope, yeah. I love it. I, love, I mean, AI. They might. They, oh, you know, that's right. They might just, just, they might just copy it, and then you know. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.